What up, guys? This is JP from The Chase Down, and I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Welcome back, everybody. And today we have a little top 10 list for you guys. Uh, everyone loves these videos. I love making them. Everyone loves listening to them. And our top 10 that we're doing today is the top 10 players heading into the 2021 playoffs. So just the players we tr trust the most to perform well and bring their team Ws. Um, so I think we should just hop into it with our honorable mentions. A player who just missed the list for me is Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. Um, he has had an incredible season. He'll probably end up making either all-defense first team or second team, and he'll probably end up being NBA all-second team, but I just couldn't squeeze him onto my list. Yeah, he's had an incredibly underrated season. Um, he spent a while of it injured, but, I mean, the defense that he's been putting up is ridiculous. He's leading the league in steals per game. Um, I think it over two, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and his offense has been pretty much the reason that the Miami Heat have won the amount of games that they have. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mention, and I really, really spent a while trying to figure out if this guy belongs on my list because I feel like he does, but Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, he is far and away the best defender of the regular season. Um, the problem is, and like, I think he'll be fine when the playoffs start. The problem is, we saw how easily he got abused against the Denver Nuggets last season. Um, he had an excellent defensive year last year, and the high pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Jokic just absolutely tore him apart and made him useless out there. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll still bring tremendous defensive impact, but those pick and rolls, I don't know how you fight over that. You're totally right. Like, Gobert as a paint presence is dominant as a defender might ever be. Um, but when you get him up top with, like, a point guard like Jamal Murray or Damian Lillard or Steph Curry, he's just going to struggle. And it's, not, it's nothing against him. Every five in the league is going to struggle against those guys. But you just can't trust his defense all the time when his whole game is predicated on his defense. And the thing in particular, if they're playing against the Warriors, that pick and roll, is he coming out to double Steph, T Steph Curry up at the top? That'll kill the Jazz if that's their plan. They either need right. – either Steph Curry is going to absolutely torch the Jazz or they're going to have to find some way to bring Rudy Gobert up to the perimeter. Um, and either way, I don't think it really – it looks good for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, no, he's going to struggle in that series probably defensively at the perimeter no matter what, um, especially with Draymond too, who's a guy who catches the ball on the roll and then can make an extra pass. But let's go into my 10th spot. I have Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul has been unbelievable this year. Um, I think he'll probably end up being on the All-NBA second team. I just think the culture he brings to a team, his clutch minutes he brings to a team, and you just know he's not going to make poor decisions with the ball on the final minute. I just think that's so valuable to a young team like the Suns, and I think he's going to hit a game winner in this playoffs. He absolutely is going to put a game on his back. Uh, my number 10, and so my number 10 Steph Curry. Um, and he's not guaranteed to be in the playoffs yet. So it's tough to put him as my number 10. I like Chris Paul as a number 10. Um, so if the Warriors end up losing tonight, I think I'll take yours. But Steph Curry is going to be, if he plays the Jazz, he's going to be impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to, I trust Quinn Snyder as a coach. He's going to have to figure out some way to get the ball out of Steph Curry's hands without bringing Rudy Gobert out to the perimeter. And I don't know how you do that. I'm not uh, an NBA coach. Um, but I, teams have really struggled. The, the go-to move this year has just been double-teaming Steph as soon as he calls for a pick-and-roll. 
Uh, and I don't know how you do that with Rudy Gobert. I mean, I said that earlier, but he's, he's going to be amazing. I still think the Jazz will win, but he could put up 40 a game that series. I totally agree. Um, moving on to nine, I have one of your favorite players, Damian Lillard. Um, Dame has been unreal. He's averaged 28 points, four rebounds, and eight assists this year. Um, like he is his normal self. He's still the most deadly pick and roll shooter in the league. I take like in just terms of pick and roll, I put him above Curry from shooting because the second he gets over that screen, he pulls up and just sinks it. It's it's his signature move in my opinion. Um, and that Portland team, man, they can just put up points. They're not going to defend you very well, but you can count on Lillard, Lillard to give you 25 plus every night on pretty decent efficiency, no matter who he's playing against. I have Dame slightly higher than you. Um, and I think my number nine is a little bit controversial, but I have Kevin Durant. Um, and it is not, it doesn't have anything to do with his skills as a basketball player. If it was just based on his skills, he'd have to be top three. Uh, it's just, I'm not sure that I can trust him to be healthy for this whole playoffs. Um, he hasn't done it in a while. That it's a real like concern. It's a yeah. real concern. I mean, the regular season has been injury after injury, dink after dink, like just getting nicked up all the time. Um, the numbers that he puts up, though, are just unreal. Like yeah. the 45% from three this year, he, he was a percentage and a half from the free throw line away from 50, 40, 90. Yeah. Um, and he was shooting 45% from three. He is an unreal scorer and Boston has no answer for him. Um, so as long as he's healthy, he's going to score literally as many points as he'd like to score. He likes to play within the offense. He doesn't like taking over games as many shots as he feels like taking, he's going to hit. You're absolutely correct. And that's why I have him a little higher on my list than you do. Um, let's go to my eighth player. I have Luka Doncic. Uh, what Luca did to the Clippers in last year's playoffs was ridiculous. Um, he had a game where he went 42-9-9 against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as a second-year player. It's just – it's unheard of what this kid can do. And they do kind of run him like James Harden. So, I mean, his stat lines are going to look ridiculous at the end of the series. Um, I just don't see that team winning, but I trust him over other players to really make the games close and give them a chance. Yeah, it's tough because I really uh, – I have Luka even higher, despite the fact that I think the Clippers are going to win this series. It's just if you're, if you're looking at players that you trust to bring your team to the finish line, he's going to take you there. I don't know if he's going to get the wins because the Clippers are just so powerful. Um, my eighth spot is Dame Lillard. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's basically for the same reason that you have him at the ninth spot. My one concern is – uh, the only real playable point guards that Denver has right now, unless Monte Morris is healthy, are PJ Dozier and Facundo Campazzo, whose only purpose is to shut down point guards. Yeah. Um, so Dane Lloyd's going to have his work cut out for him in terms of just getting open and get being able to find any sort of open looks. I think his team's going to have a lot of open shots. Um, but I think both those two defenders can do a pretty good job on Dame, just limiting his shots for the series. I struggle with what the reality of his series is going to look like. Cause to me, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think he's going to score 35 and five across the entire series. And that's why I chose them to win in seven, but I can totally understand your argument where they just, double team him or keep Facundo locked up on him, just deny the ball to Dame. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to go one way or the other, but I think 
You you have the Nuggets winning, right? I do have the Nuggets winning. I have the Nuggets winning in six. I think you have Blazers in seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a little more handy for the Nuggets. But I do want to talk about Luka because I have him higher. Um, I'll talk about him a bit more when we get there. But his ability to play basically in a James Harden-style offense um, is pretty incredible. It's pretty impressive to watch a dude just single-handedly run an offense every single time down the floor. Uh, A lot of like what Russell Westbrook does, uh, but he can shoot. And his shooting numbers have jumped up ridiculously compared to where they were at the start of the year. Um, And I mean, the Mavericks aren't incredibly hot going into the playoffs, but I still think he is someone you really got to watch out for. Yeah, he's liable to just dominate an entire game by himself. Uh, like I said, he went 42-9-9 and against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in a playoff series as a second-year player. I, I've never heard of anything like that before. So he's, he definitely deserves a spot on this list. Um, I'm going to go to my seventh player, or number seven on my list, and that's Giannis. Um, Giannis, not the greatest rep in the playoffs. Um, I just, for some reason... I trust him this playoff series. I think he's going to smash up the heat. Um, and I think he's going to really give the Bucks a chance to make it to the NBA Finals this year for some reason. I really like hearing you say that um, because I, I also have a lot of faith in the Bucks this year and I have Giannis at the same spot. Um, there we go. So he had one of the best regular seasons out of anybody this season. Um, it wasn't really talked about because he won the last two MVPs and people yep. didn't really care. Um, but health wasn't a major issue. He played 61 games. He's starting to be a little bit better of a passer, um, making better decisions. He's dropped his turnovers down a little bit. Uh, Still not a shooter, but I think he's kind of understood a bit that those – he can take two or three of those three-point shots a game, but he should live in the paint. Um, His field goal percentage in the paint this year at the volume he did it at is higher than anybody who's ever done it. Um, I don't know – Miami Heat have had an answer, but I think this is a year where Giannis really has to stand out and prove that he is a real, real threat in the playoffs. I think he does too. And I think having Eric Bledsoe on your team replaced with Drew Holiday makes it a lot harder to key in just on Giannis. Giannis is going to get buckets that he wasn't allowed to get last year because they could play off Eric Bledsoe at the three-point line. And you just can't do that to Drew Holiday. So I think the floor opens up a little bit for Giannis this year, and I think he just smashes everyone in the paint. That's all it takes. All it takes is the floor opening up a little bit. Um, you're absolutely right. Getting rid of Eric Bledsoe is so huge. It's, it's really impressive to think about the fact that Giannis won two MVPs with point guards like Eric Bledsoe and Wesley Matthews. And I don't even remember who was before that, but nobody, any, no real names. Um, now that he's got shooters and their bench seems to be pretty solid, uh, he's he should run the show. Yeah. Miami Heat's going to have answers for him, but I don't think it'll be enough. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, and let's go to our last players before we head to the break. At number six on my list, I have Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid was the co-favorite for MVP with Nikola Jokic pretty much the entire season until he got hurt. Um, Embiid, also a pretty horrible playoff rep. Um Got swept by the Celtics last year, even though Ben Simmons wasn't healthy. No one really took that, like blamed him for that. Um, but against the Raptors, he didn't play that well. Marcus Hall did a good job kind of shutting him down. He didn't take the game as seriously 
as he does now, though. And that's the key thing for me. I think he just takes it more seriously this year. He's averaging 28, 11, and 3. And then he's just a monster on the defensive end of the floor, too. So I just think he's one of the best cornerstones in the NBA to make a playoff push. I'm really interested to see what the top of your list looks like because uh, Joel Embiid's a lot higher on my list. At my number six, I have Luka. Um, and I would put him higher uh, based on abilities. I've got some other guys here that I think he's going to outdo in these playoffs, but I just the problem is I don't think it'll matter because the Clippers are going to win that series. Um, he's going to take so many shots. I, I'm expecting him to take just an absurd amount of shots in these playoffs um, because he's got shooters. He's got people that he can kick out to. If Kristaps is healthy, I'm not healthy because he's he's all he's he's gonna be there. But if he's himself, is yeah. he's good? Yeah. Um, they're gonna have to do something to take his play away, his three point shooting away. And I think Luca could really feast in this series. Uh, I think it's I'm I'm expecting him to go off, and then the rest of the team just not really do much, and them to lose all these games. But yeah. I'm expecting like 32 at least from Luca. Yeah, Maybe I 30. think. I want to touch on Luca and Embiid before we head to break. Luca, I think he's going to score literally 30 points per game, and then the periphery players are going to score anywhere from 10 to 15 per game. I don't think there's going to be any one player other than maybe Kristaps that gets above that 15-point-per-game mark. So I think it's going to be Luca kind of dominating the show. And then Embiid, you, you're interested in my list, like what the top of it looks like because you have Embiid higher than me. The only reason I had him six is because of his past, like, just weirdness in the playoffs. Like there was a game he missed um, in the playoffs because of like stomach sickness and like he had just the shits. Yeah, he had the shits <laughs> and like just weird, weird excuses for Embiid to not perform. So that's clouding my judgment a little bit. But just based off of, the, of this season, he would be probably two. So um, yeah, Embiid's just a monster. But um, I think we're going to head to break right now and then we'll come back with five through one. All right, and we're back. So my number five here is James Harden. And he has been phenomenal. I mean, there's not much you can say bad about James Harden, um, except for his health. Um, If he was healthy this whole season, I really think he could have had a top three season. He was really playing phenomenal for Brooklyn. His assisting was amazing. I think he's going to absolutely pick apart Boston's defense. Um especially if they don't have time Lord. And I mean, he can score at will. He can really do everything. Um, I just, I'm a little worried about his health, just like I am with Kevin Durant, because I don't know, he only played 36 games this year. Um, His hamstring, that problem could come back. I don't know that it is. I don't know that it will, but it could. Uh, And there is a worry in my eyes that the big three in Brooklyn aren't going to remain healthy the whole playoffs. I don't think it'll matter in the long run. Um, but it's harder to believe in James Harden when I don't think he's going to be healthy all year. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an interesting pick. I don't even have him on my list. Um, Just his playoff history. He's had a couple horrible, horrible games that like caused his team to lose in the playoffs. Um, The one against San Antonio where he had the NBA record for most turnovers in a playoff game just sticks in my head. But I mean, the way he was playing this year was incredible. Absolutely. He was a top three player when he was healthy. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting pick. Um, my number five is Steph Curry. Um, Steph Curry, 32-point game, five assists, five rebounds. But 
just, I mean, I, I did this list a couple weeks ago, but watching the game last night really enforced that. I mean, they were throwing doubles at him all game. They stuck Caruso on him, who's a really good defender, and it just didn't matter. Curry scored 30 points, went 10 for 18, and 6 for 9 from 3. He's basically just the most unstoppable offensive weapon in the league at this point. Um, his three-point shooting's just – it's insane. So – um, he's going to be the offensive engine for that Warriors team. And I just trust him to get 30 plus basically a game. Yeah. I think 30 plus is automatic for Steph Curry, the series. Uh, if you watched that play in game, he didn't have the ball in his hands for most of the game. I mean, that's how the season's really been for the Warriors and for Steph Curry. If, if anybody's been watching, um, he only took 18 shots. I really, he, he couldn't have taken more because they literally were forcing the ball out of his hands and were double teaming him sometimes when he didn't even have the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, but he needs to rack up the shot attempts. I don't know how he'll do it if they're playing defense on him the way the Lakers were. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm more okay watching Steph Curry force a three than I am watching Juan Toscano Anderson take an open three. Yeah. <laughs> um, six for nine from three yesterday or the, the other day was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I want him to take 15 threes a game this series. Yeah. Yeah. As many as he can possibly chuck up. There isn't a limit in my eyes. Completely fair. Um, my number four player is Nikola Jokic. Um, you're probably pretty upset at that ranking. But, I mean, Jokic is just an absolute animal this year. A 26, 10, and 8 cartoonish numbers. The efficiency is what makes it next level. Um, close to 60% from the floor, 40% from three, close to 90 from the line. I think it's uh, mid-80s. He's just – he's a computer out there. He's a supercomputer out there with the way he passes the ball and finds cutters. Um, I just – the only reason I have him at four is this is his first year of, like, being a super dominant player. Um, last year, I think he scored 19.9 points per game, like, under the 20-point mark, which is just insane to think about. He was still an incredible scorer when he wanted to. He just didn't have that score-first mentality. This is his first year of being the number one scoring option in every single game of the season. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's understandable. He doesn't have the kind of experience. The, the Nuggets have been in the playoffs the past handful of years, uh, but they haven't gone as deep as some of the other names that I'm sure you have above him. Uh, my number four is LeBron James. And the reason I don't have him at one or two is maybe a little bit more because I don't believe in the Lakers uh, this playoffs. Damn. Um, but I just think, I mean, LeBron James is undeniable. I don't think any of the three guys above him are – so, I mean, they're not scrubs by any stretch of the imagination. They're fantastic basketball players. Um, it was tough for me to put LeBron at four. But, I mean, 25, 8, and 8 is what he's been averaging these this regular season. Yeah. You watched that playing game yesterday, the ridiculous three-point shot he hit to win that game for them. Yeah. Uh, just the way he can control an offense and a defense, it's really, really incredible. Um because, I mean, he's 36 years old. Watching him go up and almost block that Jordan Poole dunk, I know he missed it on his own, but just the fact that he can get to it and get up that quickly is insane. Um, I just don't believe in the rest of his team, specifically Anthony Davis. And maybe I shouldn't be putting LeBron's ranking lower because of his teammates. Um, it just That's a dude LeBron's going to be kicking to over and over and over again, and I just don't trust AD to get him those assists. 
I I can't get behind it. I understand that you don't believe in the Lakers, so that makes sense that you don't put LeBron higher up your list. Um, but man, oh man, like he's just he is undeniable. Like you said, he's just sticking around. Like he will be dominant until the day he retires. Um, I do I want I do want to say one more thing about Jokic. It, you said that it wasn't be like my ranking was maybe because the players above him went farther into the playoffs. Jokic is an unbelievable playoff player. Um, even in the years he did average below 20 points, he averaged 25 to 30 in a playoff series. So he knows when to turn it up. I just want to see him as a solo option without Murray. I know he's going to have Michael Porter Jr., who I'm a huge fan of, but Murray's more of his running mate. Um, if by himself, I want to see if he can still do that type of damage. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I have Jokic ranked higher. Um, I think it might be a little bit too high, but I just like his season that he's had this year is just amazing. And I just think he deserves that spot. LeBron James, it's hard to not put him higher than number four because everybody knows as soon as the playoffs start, he is an absolute monster. Um, I have no doubt he will surpass his regular season averages in the playoffs. I have no doubt he will be an absolute force against Phoenix. Um, I just don't, I don't trust the team around him. Um, I think it's kind of like Luca. He's going to go absolutely off. He's going to get lots of rebounds, lots of assists, lots of points, but just the team around him is not going to be able to do enough. It's completely fair. Um, My third player on the list is Kawhi Leonard. Um, As you guys know, he's my favorite player. He averaged 25, 6, and 5 on basically 50, 40, 90 this year. Um, And he's still probably a top five defender in the league. I I don't know if I can say he's the best defender in the league anymore. Guys like Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul have really stamped their place on that list. But there's no doubt in my mind he's still a top five defender. So you have an offensive option who's basically unstoppable when he goes to the cup or the mid-range, and he's a top five defender in the league. I just trust this guy with my life, and he has a knack for the clutch too. And we've seen his playoff performances. I mean, find me a better playoff run than that 2019 run by Kawhi Leonard. I don't, I don't know if you can, maybe other than like Michael Jordan and Shaq. Um, he's, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, I have Kawhi Leonard at the number three spot as well, uh, basically for the same reason. His... I think calling him the best defender in the league might be a little much, but calling him the best two-way player in the league is, I think, accurate, uh, especially in the playoffs. You're right. That, that 2019 run to the championship with the Raptors is one of the best performances I've, I've watched in a playoff series. I recommend going on YouTube and re-watching that series. I've done it a couple of times. Um, his numbers this year are awesome. His defensive numbers are awesome. The impact he's brought to his team is incredible. Um, It's crazy because him and Paul George are averaging similar numbers, uh, but neither of us even considered putting Paul George on this list because we just don't trust him in the playoffs. And we know 100% Kawhi will show up this playoffs. He had uh, basically that game seven against the Nuggets last year was the only time I've ever seen him not show up for a playoff game. Yep, same. Um, And I think – I really hope the Clippers have a fire under them and they come out really, really strong in this first round. I think they need to because people are kind of counting them out and I don't understand why. And me included, honestly, like it's hard for me to believe in the Clippers um, just based off of what I saw last year's playoffs. The, The fire just wasn't there. They had Denver up against the ropes, and they let it slide. Um, Paul George averaged under 30% field goal from 
just through the first series of the playoffs. I mean, that's disgusting. So, I, I mean, I just believe in Kawhi. Hopefully they get it fixed because if Paul George plays well and Kawhi's his normal playoff self, they're making a Western Conference Finals run, and then it's a coin toss between them and whoever. So, I think Teron Lou, <clears throat> I think Teron Lou is going to be great for them this playoffs. I think, uh, I mean, people have documented this and talked about the fact that the Clippers wanted a point guard to run the offense. Um, they don't, most of the NBA is kind of becoming your best player is also your point guard yeah. and runs your offense. And Kawhi's not that type of dude. He likes no. having his shots set up for him. He can create if he wants, but he likes working within the flow of the offense and having Rondo is going to let him do that so much better than he was able to do last year. Um, yeah. So yeah, 30 points a game should be easy for him. This, this playoff series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my second best player is Kevin Durant. Uh, like you said earlier, his offensive game is known to everybody. He's a walking 35 and five on 50, 40, 90 efficiency. Um, and he's just got, like, we can break down his skills all day. But that thing that stands out to me the most is probably his handle at seven foot. I mean, he makes guys look silly with his crossovers, and he can just get to his spot whenever he wants. And then that hezzy pull-up three that just goes over every single person that tries to contest it. Um, if he stays healthy, which is a huge asterisk, and I know that's why you put him lower on your list, but I just have a feeling when the playoffs start, he's going to figure out a way to just keep going. There is nobody in the NBA that scores a quieter 35 points than Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, you, you can just, like, it's so within the flow of the offense. Not a single possession is forced. The thing that I think is his biggest strength is he has a counter for every single move defenders try to throw at him. If, he, if a defender's favoring a strong side of his, he can go over to a different side and shoot up and pull up easily. He can also just go to that strong side and shoot over people. Um, his offense really has zero holes in it. Um, I can't think of a, like a single hole in his game. He makes the smart passes because uh, he wants to play within the offense. He doesn't want to be a ball hog, yeah. but he knows that he's amazing. Um, yeah, health is the only factor for me that puts him lower on my list. My number two is Joel Embiid. Um, for all the reasons that you talked about, yeah. I think this is his year. This is going to be his playoff year. Um, the fact that he cried after that Raptors playoff series and then came back the next year and was not uh, the sort of player that we expected him to be was really disappointing. And I think now that you have a fully healthy Sixers team going into the first round of the playoffs, they're really going to be hard to stop. Um, and Joel Embiid is such a better passer out of the post. He's a better three-point shooter. He's taking smarter three-point shots. Uh, everything about his game is better than it was last year. Literally everything. And his mid-range has gotten to the level where it's you can't stay off of him. He's you got Dirk fadeaways. He's got he, – he copies other people's moves to yeah. perfection. It's, it's yeah. pretty awesome watching. And he's shooting 50% from the mid-range. Like, people don't realize how efficient – the only other guys in the league that do that are Kawhi and KD, and I think Chris Paul too, but – he's putting himself into the same conversation as forwards and guards. Yeah. That's insane as a seven foot one guy. Right. So yeah. I understand everything you're saying. The only reservation I have is his past past playoff performances and just like kind of being aloof sometimes. Does that not worry you this season? 
Um, I just, I think this year's, it has to be different. Yeah. Um, if it isn't, people really are going to discount him probably for the rest of his career as a dude who just doesn't always show up. Um, the fact that you skip out a playoff game because you have the shits is inexcusable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny, but it's inexcusable. Um, like he, he has to put on, he has to put a statement out this first round um, and show the upcoming team, show the Nets who he's probably going to have to go up against uh, that they will have no answer for him. Um, I don't think the Wizards are going to be able to do anything to slow him down. Daniel Gafford is not a big dude. Uh, Alex Len isn't really a quality NBA player. Uh, Robin Lopez might get some flagrant fouls on Joel and make him angry, but I don't expect him to do any more than that. It, this, this first round is going to be monstrous for Joel Embiid. He's going to murder them. He's yeah. going to murder the Wizards or Indiana. Whoever he plays, he's going to murder them. Um, one more thing before we move on from the second best players um, or players heading into the playoffs. KD against Boston is going to be a nightmare. Um, because they have those two other options, Kyrie and James Harden, um, I just don't see how they pay Kevin Durant enough attention to stop him from getting like 35 a game against us. I just can't see it. I really think he's going to have one of the most efficient series against us of all time. I don't expect him to be averaging 42 points, um, but 34 on ridiculous shooting from the field and from three is absolutely coming against Boston. Nobody, nobody on our team can stop him. Nobody anywhere can stop him, but especially on the Celtics. Yeah. Without Jalen Brown, it's just not going to go well. Um, No chance. So moving to our number one players, Uh, Mine's kind of obvious. It's LeBron James. Um, He's been the number one player for about a decade now. He has wreaked havoc on this league for a decade now, makes it to the finals seemingly every single year. Um, I just, we've talked about the play in a little bit. Um, Watching that game last night when it was so close down the fourth quarter, I knew the Lakers were going to win. I didn't expect it to be a 30-foot bomb from LeBron at the end of the buzzer. But, I mean, I knew LeBron was going to figure it out and just win the game somehow. Um, he, he's just – he's the ultimate floor raiser. Even if you don't trust the guys around him, which I know you don't, he manages to figure it out and just lead his team to Ws. Um, he, I don't know. I just got to keep that man at one. Yeah, I mean, I uh, there's a chance I'm a little bit of a hater. Um, we've talked about this. We might have said this earlier. LeBron is one of the most fun players in the league to hate. Absolutely. Uh, one of the most fun to root against. And maybe that's a little bit of what I'm doing, but you're right. There is nobody in the league who brings out more from players than what LeBron James brings out. It is truly a travesty that Andre Drummond is still not impactful on this team. That is a testament to his abilities as a basketball player. I love um, how we can throw in Andre Drummond. <laughs> into, He's never safe. Podcast. He's never safe. Um, before you say you're number one player really quick. Um, he absolutely is the most fun player to hate ever. And I'm just, I've found this sweet spot in my life where I can hate LeBron when I watch him play, but I also really respect how good he is. It's the perfect balance I've achieved. Oh yeah. Um, Every time he makes a shot, I punch my couch and I'm like angry (laughs) about it. But then I look back at it and I'm like, damn, that was sick that I got to watch LeBron do that. So that was my literal exact thought watching that 30 footer against Golden State was like, this is greatness that we are getting to witness. Um, But God damn it. Why did he have to hit that (laughs) shot? (laughs) That was his 97th go ahead bucket of his career. 
Insane. Second all-time, only four away from Kobe's record. Yeah. The most go-ahead buckets of all time. That's unreal. He's, he's, you cannot count him out in the clutch. Never. Uh, my number one is not a surprise. It's Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Um, it's really because of the season that he's had this year. I think he's coming into the playoffs uh, having the best regular season. I don't think that's very arguable. Uh, you write about the fact that last year he was really pass first. Um, and with Jamal Murray going out, he became a lot more score first. He's still looking to pass um, when he has efficient passes to make, when he's got cuts to make. Um, open shooters he will make those passes but he's not going to throw a forced pass in somewhere when he could just shoot himself and I think that's when he's at his best um, I think him and Michael Porter Jr. are going to have great great showings against uh, Portland I don't think anyone on Portland's really going to be able to quiet down Michael Porter Jr. Um, but same nobody's going to stop Jokic you can't double him because he will always make the right pass and I think he can shoot over Nurkic. And I also think he can outsmart Nurkic. Uh, so it's really going to be impossible for Portland. They're really going to have to find a way to scheme around him. And I don't know how you do it because you can't double him. Yeah, I, I just think he's going to torture Chamber, Nurkic. Um, Nurkic is like technically the body type you would want to go against Jokic, but his foot speed is not what you want it to be against a guy like Jokic. I don't think he's disciplined enough to stay on the ground while Jokic is doing his post moves. And Jokic can stretch it out too. And his pump and go is like deceptively great. He's a bigger guy, but that pump fake at the three-point land, it gets bigs to jump and he can go right past and make an easy pass or get a layup. So I see him at least averaging a 30-point triple-double. Like I, I, uh, Portland's been one of the worst defensive teams in the league the entire year. And one of the, I think they're like the fifth worst defense in NBA history. It's something, something crazy like that. And you put the MVP of the league against them. I mean, he's just going to rip them up. So yeah, yeah he's going to have a great series. Yeah. So his, <clears throat> the pump fake, I love, I don't know, like you watch it as a fan, as someone on the sidelines, it's ridiculous that people fall for it. Yeah. Um, but he blows by people with it. He somehow figures out how to blow by people with it. Uh, yeah. Portland's defense has been atrocious this season. And what that means to me is that Jokic is going to have a dozen assists a game yeah. if he wants them. Yeah. Um, Michael Porter Jr., they're going to have to glue somebody to him because if he's not shooting threes, he's going to be cutting all game. Same with Aaron Gordon, going to be cutting all game. They don't have lots of big bodies to stop them. Lots of mobile big bodies. Nurkic is nice. I, don't, I, I like Nurkic as a player. Yeah. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon are both very strong and very quick. And Jokic should have both of those guys easy buckets on cuts all game. Yeah. And they're going to try to put Robert Covington on Michael Porter Jr. And it's just not He's too slow. Work. Yeah, it's just not going to work. Michael Porter Jr., he's deceptively athletic. I know everyone likes him because of his jumper. But at 6'10", like that dude can jump. Like he can jump to the rim. He is going to dunk on people. Robert Covington's not going to be able to stop it. And we've seen Jokic take advantage of matchups like that all year, really since he came into the league. I mean, even as a rookie, he was really great at that. So honestly, I can't argue against your pick at Jokic at number one. We, we didn't have him too far apart. We swapped our number ones and fours. My number one was LeBron. You're, he was four for you. My number four, Jokic, one for you. It's really, all these players are fantastic. So 
Yeah, there's not a very big difference between one, two, three, and four on my list. At right. that point, it's kind of personal about who I like more. Right. Um, so thank you guys for listening. This was super fun to do. I love making lists like this. Hopefully me and Ben can uh, do a couple more of these for you guys. Um, ben, do you have anything else to say? I got nothing. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Peace. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. If you want to interact with us at The Chase Down, make sure to find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Blogger at The Chase Down Pod to join the conversation. Peace, everybody.